Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today we are talking about cowboy romance. So what is it that makes something a cowboy romance? Obviously you need a cowboy, right? <laughs> um, but are there other requirements? Like, do they have to be actual cows? Um, do ranchers who deal with horses, like, is that still cowboy romance? Or um, what are the hallmarks of a cowboy romance? What makes it cowboy romance? Narelle, what do you think? Well, when I think of cowboy romance, I probably think of um, rodeos and things like that. So um, any animals that can participate in, the, in a rodeo <laughs> <Okay>. would count. <laughs> um, cowboy hats. A cowboy's not a cowboy without a hat. And I remember when I went to San Antonio um, a few years ago, I went to a Romance Rise of America conference there and mm -hmm. actually saw real cowboys walking down the street. It was a bit of a, oh, my goodness, they actually exist moment. <laughs> because I'm in Australia and we don't have cowboys as such in Australia. We have um, cattlemen would probably be a description or jackaroo or jillaroo, but um, and we have big cattle stations in the outback, yeah. which are probably similar to a ranch, but the terminology is totally different here. Okay. Cool. All right, Valerie, what do you think? The, the rodeo thing is interesting. I don't think it needs to have rodeos in it, although some sure do. Um, but the ranch as a setting, I think is important. Um, do there need to be cows? Well, a ranch kind of by definition usually has horses and cows and the horses are ridden to round up the cows. Um, without cows, I'm not sure quite what they would do, but um, I, I did actually write one without cows in it. And, but they had a, a plan in place for getting cows. They were working towards getting back up and running properly as a, properly as a ranch. So I think that, uh, that cows are pretty important to it. And, um, and if there aren't any on, whatever ranch then they need to be they need to be out there looking for them what if they, what if they raise sheep big herds of sheep that's not um what it's you use dogs you have your sheep dogs that round but up you the sheep. ride you still ride horses sometimes uh, it's generally not would not generally be considered ranching it would be farming of, of a sort then i think sheep, sheep farming sheep so farming. could it could it be cow farming I mean, they're, they're because, animals. Because we do, like where I live, we um, have just a short country road, but there's two dairy farms on it. Mm -hmm. And so they have cows and they are not ranches and they do not have cowboys and they do not have horses. Okay. But so, they do have cows. And but dairy farms, farms yeah. like if you wrote a romance at a dairy farm, it would mm -hmm. not be a cowboy romance. Correct. Even though there are cows. Correct. Okay. But it could be a cattle station. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. We have, I mean, I think it also depends on the landscape as well. Like certain types of climate and depending on where it is, sheep, sheep will run better or cattle will run better. It depends on where you are. So in Australia, we've always been um, big producers of lamb, wool, I mean, they used to talk about in the 1940s and 50s that we rode on the sheep's back. That was one of our biggest exports. Sure. So um, we've always had sheep around. So sheep is always something I associate with farms. But when I think of ranches, I think of cattle. Okay. This is where, where my head goes. What if they raise horses? 
think that's that. a horse stud. That's a different okay. name. All right. And often you raise horses for race horsing, like race horses and at a stud. And that's a completely different um, type of um, but more work. closely related than sheep farming. One yes, of the, well, one of the yes. differences with, with ranching too is that they tend to put the cattle out to the range, mm -hmm. which would be not necessarily mountainous, but often is not prime agricultural land. It's not usually land that you could put a tractor and big equipment on and grow a crop. It's It doesn't get enough rain or it's too steep or too rocky or something like that. But yeah. the cattle can wander around out there and pick at the grass and, and then so that's like another sheep. thing too, is like a sheep. Like with sheep, where they, they take the sheep up to the summer pasture and then they bring them back down. Yes. Just, okay, well, just checking. Well, well, let's think about England. So over in England, there's lots of horses, okay? And there's horse studs and there's a lot of racing. Would you, could there be a ranch in England? No. Yeah. And I, okay. yeah. And I think that's the difference. Okay. All right. But they can have sheep. Yes. yes 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 okay so it's you mentioned terrain and this isn't on our list of our outline but um like we see cowboys i primarily in like two maybe three you've got like the montana wyoming right you've got texas right and you've got some parts of california although i would say that california probably is not it's going to be farm more than ranch. It's having driven through California a few times, but never having lived there, I don't really see it as ranching country. They uh, have it ranches happen. horses. <laughs> but Oregon is another place where there can be ranches and Eastern Washington does, but you're right that in fiction, we tend to see them mostly in Montana, Wyoming, and Texas. Like, I'm and Colorado sure. as well. Colorado yeah. is the place Colorado, that comes to mind. Yeah. 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 But like, I'm sure Oklahoma and Kansas have cattle farms. They're just probably not considered ranches because they're not in ranch I have, land. I have seen stories. Okay. Cowboy stories Cowboys. in those places. But I think generally speaking, if it, Montana and and Texas would be like shorthand for cowboy story sure. where Colorado <clears throat> excuse me could be a variety of things yeah um, but if you if you're just like going straight for a cowboy thing then if you say Montana they're like oh I have a picture in my head I, I know what that would be or Texas okay okay um so so no cowboys in Australia Norrell well, we, we don't use the same terminology. And so we have, um, we obviously have um, people that ride horses and round up cattle. Um, but the traditional terminology here has been cattleman or cattle lady, or as I said, it's more the Jillaroo, Jackaroo type thing. And we probably had more sheep than cattle in terms of the mix of agriculture. And so people, shearers were probably a big a big job that people did and the shearers are probably more in our if you go back and look at some of the poetry from um, banjo patterson um the man from snowy river was in the mountains That's he wasn't was thinking of was the he wasn't rounding cattle <laughs> with the brumbies the wild horses and um yeah and it's just i think it relates to our landscape we've got a 
we've got most of the populations around the coast, then we've got the, the mountain range, and then we sort of have some land in the north, but that's more nearly, it's very outback where the cattle is. You'll see more um, sheep when you're sort of around the coastal areas, but then it depends on whether, and then if we're not counting dairies, dairies is where you'll see a lot of cattle as well. Like if you go down to the Bega Valley in New South Wales, that's um, a big dairy area, a lot in Victoria as well. So it just depends, but we just don't have that cowboy culture a Cooper hats are probably the thing that um, our people on the on the farms wear. That's what we'd be our cowboy hat equivalent. Okay, that that term cowboy culture makes makes sense, and that's what I was meaning about the Montana Texas thing as well. Yeah. It's yes, cowboy culture that we associate there. Okay, I, I I can go with that. I was thinking, you know, also like Argentina is sort of known for their beef, so clearly they have big beef raising and you have yeah you have the vaquero and that but that's very different from the cowboy um even though probably their role is essentially the same yeah yeah Yeah. so it's interesting uh the regionality of it yeah Um, but another difference though is in australia we don't tend to have the small towns mm -hmm. like so in texas and montana you've got ranches that tend to have a small town nearby that's what we see in fiction anyway but if you go to where all the cattle's run in australia where you're you're in the northern mostly the northern part of the country and it's very sparsely populated compared to um, the east and the southeast where most people live so we don't sort of have the same small town thing going that is happening and I think we just got less people our population's what 25 million-ish roundabouts um, which is a lot smaller than um, the state so we just have less people living in the country compared to the city or living in the on the coast compared to living um, inland and I think that makes a difference as well in terms of culture. I can see that that works all right so what is the appeal of the cowboy? Why do you think cowboy romances are so popular? Norelle, what do, you, what do you think? Well, I think one thing I've you'll always see, you rarely see a lazy cowboy when you read a cowboy romance. They're men and women who are very hardworking. They're getting up when the sun comes up. They're outdoors in all the all different types of weather they're very hardy people strong people muscular um earthy um and usually they don't have a whole lot of airs and graces and um they may be wealthy in terms of the ranch might be very successful and a lot of the if i look at australia a lot of the people who have made a lot of money in our country it's been either mining or agriculture is where that um old money's come from for the families that are in those dynasties yeah so it's a, i think it's the appeal of just um and i also think it's something different so often we romanticize something that we don't have if that makes sense. And I think there's a lot of appeal to wouldn't it be nice to go out and just be on a horse riding around um, the countryside, admiring the beauty and nature of the world away from the stress and bustle and hustle of the city. Okay. All right, Valerie, what do you think? I think cowboy romance is popular because cowboys epitomize masculinity. And a, and a really solid work ethic, like uh, like Nurel mentioned. They're not afraid to get in and get dirty, and they're not even afraid to get hurt if that's what it if that's what it needs to get the job done. And I think it's refreshing because uh, in today's world, a lot of times men are put in a more genteel kind of box, and so it's refreshing for a lot of readers to see men like 
being men and showing their strength, whether it's physical strength or emotional strength or whatever, but that there's something appealing about seeing, I'm going to say men and their natural habitat. <laughs> so. All right. So I, I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that cowboy romances are not necessarily my jam. So um, for me, I don't, I mean, it was a legitimate question because I don't really get the appeal of the cowboy. Um, I think about the smell of cows all over the cowboys. And I think of the smell of having ridden a horse for like a couple hours in an afternoon. And this is like your day is you are out riding a horse around cows. And I'm just like, you don't want to go close and sniff that, huh? I don't, I don't, you know, you can shower really, really well before you come home and kiss me because I'm just not, I'm not interested in that at all. And you're doing your own laundry because <laughs> I'm not interested in that at all. Um, that just doesn't appeal to me at all. And I think of like the John Wayne movies that uh, my grandfather loved with the sort of obnoxious bordering on toxic masculinity of yo there little lady, let me handle this. It's like, no, I don't need you to handle this for me. I can handle myself. You go find a cow. I don't, I just don't they seem like just the epitome of nothing that I would want in a man. So it's fascinating to me because this is not, this is not my oeuvre at all. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that there are so many kinds of romance novels as there are many kinds of people in this world and there's room for all kinds. And so I love the cowboy romance, but I, there's, but if you don't, there's so many other yeah. really cool stories and settings and people that, uh, that you can read about, write about, and we don't all have to like the same thing. And that's good. That is good, good. for readers and yeah. writers. Yeah. But when you read about it, you don't have to think about the smell. I can't get away from <laughs> it. Because you're not there. I, I just, I can't. I'm like... You have how many cows that you are shuttling around today? That's just, that sounds just, no. <laughs> Too funny. No, doesn't work for me. I would like, um, but see, like I write about geeky programmers and there are a lot of people who are like, that sounds incredibly boring. And, and, and it, it might, I mean, compared to like smelling like cow, it is incredibly boring. And I will take <laughs> boring any day over smelling like a cow. Um, so yeah, the, I mean, I do love the romance of the West, like the setting, because I grew up in the Southwest and I do love that, but I feel like there's so much more to, to the West of the United States than just cowboys, um, so sometimes I feel like it's a little sad that Texas gets lumped in like land of cowboy um, because Texas is amazing. It's got some amazing stuff, but also apparently cowboys. So apparently, apparently. <laughs> um, so let's talk specific books. Um, the best cowboy romances you've read. And we talked ahead of time. I read two different cowboy series. So you guys know that those are mine. <laughs> And you guys have to broaden everyone's spectrums a little bit. Um, Narelle, let's start with you. 
Okay, well, it's very hard to pick. So I don't know if I could I'd necessarily, necessarily say favourites. So, I mean, Valerie Comer and Deb Kastner are two authors I read for Cowboys, but I haven't specifically chosen to talk about their books today because, you know, you've only got so many you can talk about. But the first one I'm going to talk about, I actually have it here for you, is Shannon Taylor Veneta's love-inspired book, Hill Country Redemption. So that's a secret baby second chances story. So... Um, the heroine fell pregnant and um, ended up moving to um, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And the hero was a ranch hand and wasn't good enough for her, according to her family. And he didn't find out that he had a child until she comes back and the child looks like she's five or six, but she's actually seven. So I really enjoyed that story. And I am fussy with Secret Baby. Secret Baby has to have very good motivation to hook me into it. And Shannon did that really well. And I really loved watching... um, the cowboy daddy. And I think there's something about cowboys and babies that always pulls my heartstrings. So <laughs> I think they just are such a really good match. And I really enjoyed watching the romance develop in this story and also the daughter and the father bonding and also the daughter bonding with her paternal grandparents because the heroine's back in town because her father's passed away and the ranch is in trouble and she's setting up a rodeo, which ticks another box for me because I often like seeing rodeos because that's something completely foreign to me in Australia. Um, and some, I've never, ever been to a rodeo in real life. So I enjoy that through reading books. Yeah, so um, I really enjoyed that story. And I like Shannon's books. I've been reading her books for a long time as well. I found that one interesting as well um, <clears throat> because I think we talked about a, a bit ago that um, having a rodeo in the story is, is, for me, it's a bonus. It's not like required of a cowboy book. But Shannon has obviously done a lot of research into how one would start a rodeo. And um, I found that whole process through her story really well researched. Well, I think so. It seemed very believable to me. I've never tried to start one, so I don't know for sure. Um, but the whole process was, was fascinating as, as a way of, um, of them needing to interact with each other. And then the fact that the guy um, whose name was Rance, just, um, he's like, okay, this is my child. I'm, I'm going to like do all the daddy things. And she's like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for seven years back off, buddy. Let's take a little bit of time to uh, figure out roles. And he's like, no, I'm all in. And she's like, no, no. So uh, the, the, the secret baby part of that one was interesting as well. Yeah, and the faith element was um, also very good. If you're looking for a um, love inspired with a strong faith element, Shannon's books generally tick that box as well. And I really enjoyed that aspect of the story. So I have mentioned um, Mandy Blake's Blackwater Ranch books before. Um, she's one of two <laughs> ongoing cowboy series that I actually will read. Um, book one of that series is Remembering the Cowboy. Um, and it's an it's amnesia trope. Too what it's on my list oh yeah and mine (laughs) (laughs) oh well then we should be able to talk about it just that's right um it's an amnesia trope which is tricky um to do well I think um I was telling someone I just finished an amnesia book uh writing one and I was telling someone and I can't remember who that um quicksand and amnesia 
are a lot less uh, prevalent in my life than I feel like I was led to believe that they would be from the cartoons I watched growing up. You know, I was like, if you weren't getting sucked into quicksand or having amnesia, then you know that there was no story. It felt like in the in the early '80s, but um, just doesn't seem to actually happen in real life. So, amnesia thankfully. can be, yeah, thankfully, um, amnesia can be tricky. I feel like, um, and I thought she did it very nicely um but it, it kicks off the series well and um amusingly I like the series because it's not super focused on all the cowboy <laughs> cowboy stuff you know it's like they fix some fences um and they say oh you know I have to yeah it's it's not I I don't I don't have to go on a cattle drive with them as part of the story. You know, there's much more in town or just around the farm, ranch, around the ranch. Um, and it's not so much about the the stinky, gross work that they do as it is just, you know, they happen to also be cowboys. It's about the relationship. Yeah. And that's something that I was thinking about having just read that one of Shannon's that you mentioned, Norell. I read it this yeah. past week. And um, it was very focused on all the things at the ranch and all, all the ranching things, right? <clears throat> and I thought about my own um, cowboy stories. And I thought, I think it's the difference between mine. I, I shouldn't speak for Shannon, but mine are very character driven. I don't plot a whole lot. So I just throw a couple characters in there. And one of them happens to be a cowboy and lives on the ranch. And sometimes the ranching, cowboying, riding horses is a very minor, very, very minor part of the story. Um, it's just, it's setting, but not necessarily the, the whole thing. And, and that I think is with Mandy's as well. Yeah. Well, that's probably why yours is the other cowboy series that I read. Um, is, is Valerie's um, the Saddle Springs and the Kavanaugh Cowboys. The Kavanaugh ones are a little more ranchy because they're not in town. Saddle Springs is closer to town. And so you get more town and that sort of thing. The Kavanaugh, they're sort of out on the ranch. So you do tend to have a few more ranchy details in there um Until but you read book three which is very unranchy yeah but and it's not soon. none of them are overwhelming which is good yeah. because again I don't to me that's not a draw for me um is is overwhelming cattle ranching detail I hear you I just hope it ticks <laughs> enough of the boxes for those who love cowboy romance to think I have now read a cowboy romance with I think it does anyway. because I don't I don't walk away thinking I read anything other than a cowboy romance. It's, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's small town or anything. It's clearly yeah. cowboy romance. It's not just, urban. No, it's just cowboy <laughs> romance, but it's not like all cows all the time, which, I mean, I don't know that any others are because I haven't read them. <laughs> I haven't read I them either. So all cows know. all the time. That could be somebody's tagline. You're welcome to have it. All cows all the time. I'll, I'll make that. <laughs> that could also very much backfire when you think about the other way that could be thought yeah. of. <laughs> true, true. But um, it's interesting because Mandy's book that you just mentioned, Remembering the Cowboy, is, um, is an amnesia. And it's a best friends from way back when and then amnesia thing. And um, the, 
the first one, the other one that I was thinking about was Deb Kastner's Her Forgotten Cowboy, which is also an amnesia trope. Um, they, they had been married hmm. and now she, now she's back. So there's a whole, like what happened, right? Uh, she returns pregnant and she's back at the ranch trying to remember what happened. Hmm. So of course, there's this tragic reason why they separated that he knows but he doesn't want to just like up and tell her because she'll run again. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting, but there's a fair bit of ranchiness <laughs> in that one. But again, it's, it's far more focused on, um, on the relationship between the two people. And, and I'm not saying that that means that Shannon's didn't have a lot of the relationship. It did. It was just far more focused, um, the relationship as per the rodeo. You got the details in there. Yeah, I will say, like, if you're riding a horse and dealing with cows, TBIs seem like they would be much more common or (laughs) possible. So, (laughs) you know, maybe amnesia and cowboys go well together because of all the potential head injuries. But it isn't always the cowboy getting it. It's often the other person. Mandy's Mandy's was the heroine, so can't blame the cows. Um, Narelle, what's another one you have? Well, I also had um, Remembering the Cowboy and I read it a while ago. Uh, yes, I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that I just started reading the book. So, and I read it really quickly because I loved it, which means I've, my details are a bit sketchy now because it's a while ago <laughs> since I last read it. Um, but what I liked about that one is not only was he a cowboy, he was a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So that's like a double tick <laughs> from me. And um, the way that they end up um, meeting again is not on a ranch either. So that probably ticks boxes for Beth <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with those elements of the story. So that what was really interesting was he had both jobs. So he worked on the ranch and he also um, had the um, firefighting job that he did. I think he had two days on and four days off or something like that, some roster like that. And so that was really interesting. But what I really liked about that book was the close family connections, which we talked about. So with I think if you're looking at a, a community like a ranch or a farm, then you really have nowhere to go in terms of seeing people in person, but the people you're working with, living with that are often family members. So I think there's always a lot to explore and unpack with that. And that's one of the reasons I love Valerie's cowboy books yeah. is that I think she does that really well. She brings in characters into the earlier books that we then get to see what's happening in their lives before they get their story. And that's something I think that's really fun to actually watch a character And she also does this in the Urban Farm Fresh series too. It's not just in the ranch books. Um, But to actually watch a character start often from a really bad place Mm -hmm. and see that in the earlier books and then see them get their stories. And then you get to see afterwards what happens as well. If it's a book in the middle of the series, you might see a wedding and you might see them have the couple have children. And I think that whole sense of community is really fun. And I think you often see that in cowboy books as well and it's often people looking for home those themes of belonging and all that kind of stuff's often drawn out as well yep absolutely do you have another valerie um i think that we've pretty much covered the mandy's and deb's and shannon's that i had written down okay but i think one thing i've found with cowboy books in general is that they're um i'm gonna say guilty which means I'm guilty of being very focused on trope, especially in the last mm, three, four years in particular, you're seeing a lot more of that than perhaps in earlier ones. 
and that makes them also very fun or very not fun depending on which tropes you like or don't like right if you are not a happy person with secret baby which as we've said before and today it's a tricky one uh to get to get right Mm -hmm. or if you don't like amnesia stories or if you don't like whatever um the cowboy stories these days tend to really um be full of those tropes because some readers really 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 love them um and if you're one of the ones that doesn't then it's going to be a little harder to find on point cowboy stories currently being published Yep. I think Love Inspired for many, many years has, I think, done well with the cowboy stories. If yes. I was not thinking, if I was just thinking I want to find a cowboy book that I know I'm going to enjoy, I'm pretty much guaranteed that if I pick up a Love Inspired book that I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think they pretty much deliver sort of centre of that sort of trope niche in terms of the way the stories are written as well. well and that's where... That a while, Yeah. Pardon? They have been doing that for a while. Um, yes. Multiple years, probably 10 at least. Yeah. Where, uh, and they're fairly trope-centered as well. Yeah. If you don't mind tripping over into romantic suspense lightly, um, Susan May Warren has a couple four-book series that are cowboy-ish. And <laughs> I like them because they're cowboy-ish, but they're more romantic suspense. Um, I like the ish, <laughs> I think, with the cowboy rather than than the full on. But I, I kind of feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention those just because they, they have been very popular in the last year and a half, two years. I th- and don't... Uh, don't ask me the names. I'll look them up. I'll put them in the notes. I think one is named Wyatt. They're they're like the names of the character. Yep. The last one is Ruby because it's the sister. And I like that because it's like a cowgirl, which is unique. Right. That was going to be my next question. So I really <laughs> like the cowgirls. I like it when the girls are out there doing what the boys do mm-hmm. as well. So if so, Beth, if it was a cowgirl. Mm-hmm. series as opposed to a cowboy series would you be more likely or less likely to read it i think the cows still stink it would i mean honestly it would depend probably on who the heroes are because i don't know who's gonna fall in love with a cowgirl like is an accountant gonna marry a cowgirl you can um, run the books of the ranch that works that, that yeah <laughs> Maybe, um, but more than likely, she's probably going to find some big strapping alpha male who treats her like dirt that she has to like kick into submission or something. Um, I don't know. I don't like alpha males either. We've talked about that. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Not Maybe. all cowboys. Yeah, not all cowboys are alpha males. Though. And that's another trend I've noticed is that once upon a time, I would agree with you that most cowboys tended towards the alpha. But I think there's many beta cowboys, many, many betas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although when we were first talking about what made them the appeal, you know, Valerie's thing is that it's men being men, which is kind of, you know. They can be men quietly. <laughs> <laughs> They can still be introverts. They can still be um, gentle on the land. Yeah. 
I but know, there's maybe, such I, a draw though. There's such, I mean, if you're if you're on the land and you're out with cattle, you're by yourself. That's introvert heaven. Yeah. So if you're an extrovert, that's not the kind of job you're going to be looking for unless the, sh- the cows chalk back to you. <laughs> they do. Let's hope. Let's hope they don't. I, I think I would be more interested in a cowgirl series, but I suspect from a sales standpoint, it would be tricky because yeah. with romance, generally speaking, your reader wants to imagine herself with the hero. So it's going to, again, depend on who the hero is and whether they can identify with the heroine enough as a cowgirl. I don't know. And I don't know that many, you know, girls grow up dreaming of being cowgirls. Maybe they do. I did not. Ranch Kids Might. Ranch Kids Might. Another Mm. another series that I was just thinking of now while we were talking was one by uh, Ruth Logan Hearn, and it's a double S ranch or something in Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. And the books there are um, Back in the Saddle is one, but I don't think that's the first one. I'll figure it out. And um, I really enjoyed those. They're they're longer than Love Inspired or longer than the ones that I write or or that Mandy does. But it's it's again three brothers um, and they it's not it's not three little boys who grew up on the ranch who always wanted to stay there and take over. One of them comes back from Wall Street. One of them was the guy who stayed, and one was a country singer who came home. So there's three different angles to that one. And, and um, I listened to those in audio, which is why it took me a few minutes to find them <laughs> on my phone. I was like, why are, why are they not coming up? Oh, right, they're on my Audible app. Um, so they were, uh, it, was a, it was a good series too with a, a little bit less of a focus on the, on the ranchy bits and the cows. Okay, cool. All right, um, final cowboy thoughts. Right into the sunset. Yeah, okay. Um, keep writing love- them. I'll keep reading them. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about all things cowboy romance. Um, any of these things that we've touched on, let us know what you think. And if we missed your favorite cowboy book, please let us know because um, Narelle and Valerie for sure want to read it and I'll go read the blurb <laughs> and, and think about it. Um, so, um, thank you everyone for joining us at story chats. You can find all the information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. So you never miss an episode in the meantime, uh, we'll see you next week. So don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>